Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Nihongo Master Podcast. I'm your host Azra, and I'm excited to share with you another aspect of the Japanese culture. And this season round, it's specifically the Japanese fashion culture. The word kimono has been thrown around as casually and as often as a word can be. But do people actually know what it is? At some point in our lives, we've heard about the kimono, or even wore a clothing piece that resembles it. But the kimono is not just a fashion style, it has quite a culturally rich history, so much that the internet is saturated with all sorts of information on it. But in the next couple of minutes, I've neatly compartmentalized all you ever need to know about this famous traditional Japanese wear, its history, symbolism, key components of the garment, and its variations. What is the kimono? A kimono is a traditional wear for the Japanese, and the word kimono is made up of the kanji's ki to mean wear and mono to mean thing. Together, it literally translates to thing to wear. The very start of the Japanese kimono history is during the Heian period, about 794 to 1192. During this time, the kimono was just a simple garment for the people to wear conveniently, or benri in Japanese. Just like the kimono we now know and love, it consisted of straight cuts and made to fit every size and body type. The kimono saw a huge popularity rise in the Edo period, 1603 to 1868. Regardless of age, social status, or gender, the people of Japan donned the kimono proudly. Because there was a large number of people wearing the same type of clothing, the people became more experimental with their own kimono and began customizing them. This was also the time where the geishas and kabuki actors featured the kimono in their craft. However, not long after the Edo period, the fifth shogun Tokugawa banned the people of Japan from wearing and flaunting the kimono. But that didn't stop them from wearing them though. The people rebelled and wore kimonos that had subtle designs only visible if were extremely close to them. When the government ordered the citizens to wear Western clothing in the Meiji era, 1868-1912, to flee into the country's fast-paced westernization, the kimono slowly disappeared from everyday streets, replaced by simpler Western clothing. However, the traditional Japanese kimono still remains in the Japanese culture and is now only worn during formal occasions like weddings, funerals, graduations, and even festivals. And with that, we have briefly summarized the kimono history. That took like two minutes. Here's a quick vocab recap. Kimono literally translates to thing to wear. Benri, convenient. Geisha, a class of female Japanese performing artists. Kabuki, a classical form of Japanese dance drama. So now we look at the symbolism of the kimono, which, as we know, changed throughout the years. It began as just essential clothing wear for the Japanese, then it evolved to become a way of communicating and representing not only kaiso, hierarchy, but one's personality traits and features. During that chunk of time, there are three factors that make a kimono unique. Material, motif, and color. Material was used to express social status. The lower class was more often seen with kimonos made of cheaper fabric like cotton, and the upper class had silk and satin kimonos. The motif of the kimono is used to communicate not only social status, but also seikaku, to mean personality traits. Designs can come in form of symbols and patterns. Sometimes, these are specially made for a clan or royal family. Popular motifs are inspired by natural elements like blossoms, birds, and leaves. The last factor, color or iro in Japanese, 
symbolizes the significant characteristics of the kimono through the means of getting the colors. For example, a blue kimono is seen as a repellent against insects as the color comes from indigo, which has long been used to treat stings and bites. Nowadays though, all levels of social status and hierarchy in terms of kimono might as well be considered gone. Kimono is worn in the present day as a sign of respect to the Japanese people's traditional roots, which is why they're often seen at weddings and funerals, as these events are of high importance. Here's a quick vocab recap. Kaiso, hierarchy. Seikaku, personality. Iro, color. By the way, if you haven't checked out our official website yet, why not give it a browse? At Nihongo Master, we offer efficient Japanese lessons that are quick, easy, and fun for Japanese language learners of all levels, from beginners to advanced. Our smart tools will assist you in areas where you need a little bit of a push and congratulate you on the ones you waste. With a community of over 50,000 Japanese students, you're not alone on your learning journey. Make new friends and improve together with our point system, collecting points as you go along. Ask away any questions you have on our group discussion pages. There's sure to be others as well as our Japanese instructors that are quick to answer. You can also take Nihongo Master with you on the go and learn Japanese as you trot the globe. Practical, right? The beautiful robe that we now know as the kimono is often understood as a whole piece of garment that is a simple robe sewn in a T-shaped manner. However, the kimono has various aspects to the robe as well as accessories that come with it, like the obi, a belt. While there are many parts of the kimono, Let's look at just the three main ones. First, we have the sode, which refers to the sleeves of the kimono and is one of the main features of this traditional wear. The sode comes in a few different lengths. The longer and brighter sleeves are worn by younger maidens, while the simpler sleeve style is worn by married or older women and is usually black and of normal length. Sodeguchi is the armhole, and the sodetsuke refers to the inner armhole of the garment. Now the lower part of a sleeve that's unsewn is known as the furi. The furi can swing about freely, which is taken advantage of by performers like the kabuki actors who don the kimono during the performances. We move on to the eri, which refers to the entire collar of the kimono. Just like the sleeve, there are various components to the eri. The ura eri is the inner lining part of the collar, while the tomo eri is the top piece of fabric. The tomo eri serves as a protecting part that can be easily replaced if stained or damaged. And then we have the inner lining of the kimono that is called doura. In a female kimono, it's usually a simple lining, whereas the male kimono is often seen with more decorative patterns. This comes from the concept from ancient times, where the men would flaunt their wealth based on the inner lining of the kimono. So as you can see, the kimono is not just a robe. Various parts have significance and ties to its history. Now, for a quick vocab recap. Sode, kimono sleeve. Sodeguchi, kimono sleeve armhole. Sodetsuke, inner armhole. Furi, the lower part of the sleeve that is unsewn. Eri, kimono collar. Ura eri, and a lining of collar. Tomo eri, top piece of collar. Doura, inner lining of the kimono. Kimono is a general category of traditional Japanese wear. On top of having various components to the clothing, there are also quite a few types of kimono. Each of these kimono types is created for their own exclusive use, and we'll take a look at the three main types, yukata, 
furisode and tomesode. We've talked about the yukata in our first episode, so I'm not going to go on about that. Basically, the yukata is a casual kimono made of cooling, light fabric, like cotton, linen, or hemp. Unlike the other kimono types, the yukata doesn't require an inner layer. It can be worn directly on your skin and tied off with the obi. The yukata is often paired with a traditional Japanese wooden sandal called the geta. In olden Japan, the yukata, which literally translates to bathing cloth, was exclusively worn by the upper class as a bathrobe after they have taken a bath. Nowadays, it is worn in summer, especially to outdoor festivals and onsens, Japanese hot springs. You can even wear one to sleep. The next type of kimono is the furisode. It's recognizable by its long sleeves of as long as 124 centimeters, electrifying colors and flashy motifs. These features symbolize the bright energy and beauty of the youth. Now, this type of kimono is exclusively worn by women, and more specifically, unmarried women, gifted by the girl's parents like a family heirloom. Other than weddings, this kimono type is usually worn during the coming-of-age day ceremony, a celebration that marks the coming-of-age and maturity of young girls. Check out Season 3, Episode 1 to know more about this ceremony. Last but not least, we have the tomesode. The best way to differentiate the tomesode type of kimono is by the motif position. This type is distinguished by having the patterns only below the waistline. There are two types of tomesode. One is the coloured one, called the irotomesode, and the other is the black coloured one, known as the kurotomesode. The kurotomesode is the most formal type of kimono. It holds the family crest at five different places, one on each sleeve, two at the front on the chest area, and one at the back. The kurotomesode can only be worn by married women during the most special of occasions. You'll often see the mother of the bride and groom wearing the kurotomesode. Now, unlike the kurotomesode, the irotomesode can be worn by unmarried women and they're not as formal as the other. It's still worn during special occasions, but not as exclusive as the kurotomesode. Usually, the other family members and relatives during a wedding ceremony will wear them. So, when you're picking out the type of kimono to buy as a souvenir, be mindful of which you pick. You don't want to be giving off the wrong message. Here's a quick vocab recap. Yukata, a casual summer kimono, originally a bathing robe. Onsen, Japanese hot spring. Geta, a traditional Japanese wooden sandal. Furisode, a kimono type worn by unmarried women. Tomesode, the most formal type of kimono. There are two variations, the black one called kurotomesode and the colored one called irotomesode, the former more formal than the latter. The kimono has come a mega long way, don't you think? One thing's unchanging though, and that's how the kimono has such a strong symbolism. There are so many variations of the kimono. Which one is your favorite? Tell us your thoughts by commenting on our social media platforms. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Also, head over to the Nihongo Master blog if you're interested in reading up on topics like these some more. And if you're keen on picking up some more Japanese for yourself, pop onto our official website, nihongomaster.com, to learn more. While you're at it, why not get yourself a subscription? Get a head start on your Nihongo journey with Nihongo Master. And thanks so much for listening in. Join me in the next one, we'll be walking you down the avenue of Japan's rich fashion culture. Mata ne! Mata ne!